Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Latin Poetry Podcast. This is Chris Francesi, and we are in the uh, middle of reading Ovid's uh, poem, Herodes IV, The Letter from Phaedra to Hippolytus. And uh, in the previous sections, uh, Phaedra has come up with many clever arguments to try and seduce Hippolytus. Uh, uh, now, in the final sections of the poem, she has recourse to out-and-out just begging and beseeching. <laughs> she's, she's just letting it all uh, go. The Latin word that recurs in this section and the final section is um, is the verb precor, to pray or beg or beseech or entreat. It could be translated any one, any one of those ways. The point is that um, you, you know the person who's precoring has no claim uh, to, or authority on making what they want to happen happen, but just are completely throwing themselves on the mercy of the other person. So she's putting herself in the lowest possible position with reference to Hippolytus. Uh, there's a clever use of metaphor in this first section um, where she speaks of her pudor, her shame, as a, as a kind of war captive. The, the idea that it's, it's gone to battle and it's just turned around and fled. It's abandoned its standard, signo reliquit, and, uh, and now it's been captured and it's at the mercy, complete mercy of Hippolytus. She portrays herself as um, you know, a war captive, and this cleverly or interestingly plays on the Roman self-image as merciful conquerors, right? Uh, she says, da winium fasi, give, give clemency give to, a, to one who has admitted defeat. Um, she also says, spare me, uh, the verb parco recurs several times in this and in the next section. So listen for that. Uh, overall, though, you know, the, this is really about class, <laughs> class and, and sort of lineage and, and aristocratic uh, mores. Uh, Roman society, very class conscious, of course, um, and alive to subtle distinctions within classes between them. Uh, my old teacher, Gwyn Morgan, used to say, uh, no Roman ever met as equal, and uh, used to summarize their attitude as that people are like seats in the theater. Some are just better than others. Right, so that's that's the aristocratic way of thinking about people, and uh, so you know, erotic desire, of course, cuts across such differences, and Ovid exploits the extreme contrast here between Phaedra's fabulous divine lineage, her exalted social position, and her groveling in this uh, situation. I can imagine this is just speculation that not a few uh, high-born Roman aristocrats had recourse to begging low-status lovers who rejected them. And the, uh, the self-humiliation is exciting to watch. Uh, it's great. Uh, Phaedra is quite aware of this incongruity, and she actually points it out to herself. She's like, what happened to my Faustus? Where's all of my dignity You know that I used to have? It's gone. Um, but just as earlier in the poem, um, she's very aware of her own sense of shame and um, sort of her pudor, and she willingly throws that away. Uh, here, too, she willingly, heedlessly abandons her social status in order to make a more persuasive plea to Hippolytus. Right, I think that's uh, so that the temperature really gets uh, very high in this last section. I'll, start with lines 147 to 162, and uh, this is my literal translation, I'll read the Latin in a second. She says, um, only put an end to delays and hurry to seal our bond. 
may the love that now ravages me spare you. And there's the first use of that verb parko. Um, she says, qui, qui mihi nunc saiwit, the love which savages me now, seek tibi parkat amor. And the seek there, there's a lot of these seeks in this part of the poem. It just intensifies the wish. And I think you can leave that out in translation. Um, right, so she says, do not consider it unworthy for me to beg as a humble suppliant. Um, non ego de, de, um, de dignor. I don't consider it unworthy uh, to pray as a humble suppliant. Alas, where now are my haughty pride and high words? Hu ubinunc fastus, altaque verba jacent. So she says, the Latin is a little compressed, ubinunc fastus aque verba, where now are my high, uh, my sort of high, high airs and words? And then we probably should punctuate after verba and say, jacent, they lie defeated, they have fallen. I was long determined, if love has any determination that cannot be undone, to fight and not to succumb to wrongdoing. I am defeated and begging. It's wicta precor. There's that verb. I stretch out my royal arms toward your knees. Uh, in the Obviously, she's kneeling, and that's the standard position for a suppliant. No lover can see what befits his status. And here this is Ovid stating the general rule that's happening here. Quid deciat non videt ulus amans. No lover sees that which is fitting and what he means is fitting and appropriate to uh, status. I have lost all shame and self-respect has abandoned its standards in headlong retreat. Show mercy to one who has given up overcome your harsh intent. And that's how I'm translating uh, corda. This is duraque corda doma. That is, exercise self-control, the self-control of the conqueror to spare the defeated. Minos, who rules the seas, was my sire. The lightning bolts come hurled by the hand of my grandfather. My other grandfather, that is the sun, has his brow adorned by a crown of pointed rays and moves the rosy day with a rapid chariot. Oh, that's a lovely line. Uh, where's the Latin there? Yes. Purpurium rapido, qui moet oxidiem. My, uh, he's radiis frontem valatus acutis. He's uh, valatus ringed around by like a fence <laughs> with respect to his fronts, his uh, forehead, radiis acutis with uh, sharp rays. And you can, if you've ever seen a picture of sun depicted in ancient art, that's how he looks. My noble lineage lies defeated beneath love. Nobilitas sub amore jacet. Again, Ovid summing up the social situation here. Take pity on the great past. <laughs> this is a little free in my translation. I, she says, miserere priorum. Take pity on the the earlier ones. Take pity on the ancestors. And I do that as a Take pity on the great past, and if you do not wish to spare me, at least spare my ancestors. Parque meis, spare my people. <laughs> that is, spare them the disgrace <laughs> of, of Phaedra's rejection at his hands. Okay, here's the Latin for that section. Tolle moras tantum properata que foidere junge, qui mihi nunc saevit, sic tibi parcat amor. 
non ego de dignor, suplex humilisque precari. Ubi nunc fastus, altaque uerba, iacent. Et pugnare diu, nec me sumitre culpae, certa fui, certi si quid haberet amor. Victa precor, genibusque tuis regalia tendo brachia, quid deceat non videt ullus amans. De pudui, profugusque pudor sua signa reliquit, da veniam fasai, duraque corda doma. Quod mihi sit genitor, qui possidit aicura minos, quod veniant proavi fulmina torta manu, quod sit aus radiis frontem valatus acutis, purpuriam rapido, qui movet axe diem. Nobilitas sub amore iacet, miserere priorum, et mihi si non vis parcere, parce meis. All right, in the final section, she turns up the heat even more in a kind of crescendo of begging. <laughs> uh, and the same words recur, parcas oro, she says, uh, uh, spare me, I beg you. And we hear precibus, we hear the noun form precibus at the very end, and precantis, the participial form. Uh, she also it prays in a very distinctive Latin way in which she sort of begs in a certain way. And the, the word you're going to hear repeated is seek, uh, which means thus or in this way. And when you beg for something in Latin, often you say, thus may you get what you want. Give me what I want, right? So it's a it's sort of a conditional. It's like I, I hope I'm I'm hoping that you get what you want, and I'm that goodwill towards you. Now give me what I want. Uh, and so this there's a repeated seek. I actually tend not to translate the seek because it it really just emphasizes that good wish for the other person. Uh, and I think it just confuses matters when you translate it in in English. I'm going to leave it out. But you will hear it in the Latin, seek, 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 seek. And, um, and at the very end, she, um, she points out that she's crying and wants him to imagine uh, seeing her tears as well as reading her words. All right, so the transition is continuing to talk about her kind of aristocratic assets. And she says, uh, uh, as a dowry, I have the land of Crete Jupiter's island, est mihi dotalis tellus, Ioes insula Crete, of course Jupiter was born on Crete and is associated with Crete. Let, my, let the entire realm serve my dear Hippolyta. She's offering him the control of Crete, which she doesn't really control, but <laughs> she's uh, pulling out every stop. Fierce man, change your mind. Flecte ferox animos, change your mind. My mother, this is a good one, my mother was able to corrupt a bull. Of course, this is Pasiphae. My mother was able to corrupt a bull. Will you be more savage even than a grim bull? Eris tauro saivior ipse truci? I beg you, by Venus, who is very powerful with me, to spare me. Pervenrem parcas orum. May you never love a woman 
who is able to reject you in this way. And here come the C clauses. May the agile goddess, uh, a wonderful way to speak of Diana, right? Uh, Agilis Dea. May the agile goddess be there to help you, ad sit tibi, in secluded groves. May the deep forest provide you with beasts to destroy. May the mountain divinities, the satyrs and pans, favor you. And may the wild boar fall impaled on your sharp spear. They say you hate girls, but may the nymphs give you water to alleviate your burning thirst. <laughs> right, so she's a seek to be dent nymphi, may the nymphs quamvis odissi puelas digris, although you are said to dislike girls. Um, yeah, so that, that is in the sense of you're said to just not be interested in sex. I think there's no implication of homosexuality there per se. Right, they say that you hate girls, but may the nymphs give you water to alleviate your burning thirst. To these prayers, I add tears as well. As you read the words of a praying woman, imagine that you also see my tears. Uh, there are a couple of textual problems at the very end there. I'm going with the text of Kenny, which says, Werba precantis qui legis, you who read the words of a praying woman, um, imagine that you see my tears. And the qui legis is where the, um, the manuscripts are a little awry here. Per legis is what it says in the manuscripts, and um, others say per lega, but I think Kenny um, is correct. Uh, E.J. Kenny, the great Ovidian scholar, says qui legis. All right, um, here is that very final section in Latin. Est mihi dotalis tellus, jois insula crete. Serviat Hippolito regia tota meo. Flecte ferox animos, potuit corumpre taurum mater, eris tauro saevior ipse truci. Per venerem parcas oro, quae plurima mecum est, sic numquam quae te spernere posit ames, sic tibi secretis Agilis dea saltibus adsit, silvaque perdendas prebeat alta feras. Sic faveant saturi, montanaque numina panes, et cadat adversa cuspide fossus aper. Sic tibi dent nymphae, quam vis odissepuellas diceris, arentem quae levet unda sitim. Adimus his pracibus lacrimas quoque, verba precantes qui legis, et lacrimas finge videre meas. Okay, that's it for Herodes 4. Thank you so much for listening, and um, do rate and uh, recommend the show if you enjoyed it, and don't hesitate to uh, leave me a, a note or send me an email with your suggestions. Thanks. Bye-bye.